in three, in two, in one. Welcome everybody to the Yogi Show. We have one of my favorite yoga teachers on, Brian Kest. Brian, how are you doing? He's in the middle really, of sipping really tea. Really, really good, you guys. I am good to be with you. I'm happy to be with you. Uh, I'm sorry I was sipping my tea, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to be back with you guys. I had a really uh, fun hour or so uh, chatting with you last time. So I'm, you know, I'm really open to doing this. And it, of course, you know, uh, hopefully uh, this will get out there to a lot of people. You know, spreading yoga is always as part of the deal here, you know. Yeah, it's Absolutely. part of the path. It's part of the journey. Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate that. And uh, before we hopped on the show, uh, Brian was Brian Kess was sharing with us. He's drinking a, a matcha green tea, and he said he's in the middle of a fast. And so, Brian, can you tell us about your fast before we dive into whatever the hell we're diving into? Because I'm 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 just curious, shamelessly for myself, about what's going on here. Yeah, once a year I do a fast. I do a ten day juice fast. You know, and I do it. Um, to clean. It's like a cleanse. It's a de- basically it's a detox. It's a cleanse. And, uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm that toxic, but you know, if, if there's any unnecessary things I've collected over the year, certainly they get burned off in that 10 days. Um, this year I might even go a little longer because, uh, I noticed I was 20 pounds heavier than normal. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it's, it's crazy because I mean, this has, you know, I'm not a big watcher of my weight but what I noticed is is that um you know I'm actually you guys this is trippy but I'm going through menopause (laughs) share more share more (laughs) yeah this is trippy you guys like I had no idea until I got here right like you know whenever you go see a 50 year old walking down the street you know just within yourself you know you can have a little compassion, you know, because it's a trip. You guys will see when you get there, like, this is why, you know, I don't know, was it half the men over 50 these days are on these um, testosterone replacement therapies? I mean, you hear it all the time. It's got to be one of the hottest drugs on the market out there with Viagra and all this stuff. And um, the reason is, is because when you get to a certain age, your testosterone levels drop, right? This is basically, you know, your, you know, perimenopause is when, you know, right before the girl goes into full-blown menopause, you know, and, you know, when these guys start going on their testosterone therapy, probably in the 40s, mid to late 40s, you know, it's kind of like perimenopause. Um, and then you get into your 50s and, and you get into it and basically uh, it, it really, what affects you is your testosterone levels drop. And you know, I wouldn't do testosterone therapy. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with my testosterone levels dropping. I don't think there's anything wrong with my natural process of being a man and being a human and all that. But it does have an effect, you know, and, you know, one thing that gets affected is uh, your metabolism slows down, mm-hmm. right? So you, you, you've heard of the middle-aged belly, right? And the middle-aged belly this is all my opinion. I'm not going to say that again, but just know everything I say here is my opinion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I make everything up. You know, I don't get, I don't get things from books. I just make it up according to what I see and what I feel and what I know, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not looking for scientific proof here, but, um, but it does validate it, you know, cause I have watched my, my, my energy level drop. I have noticed my metabolism drop and, you know, it is scientifically documented, right? This is, mm-hmm. you know, th- th- you get older and your testosterone level drops. Are, are so, you reading um, more, are you reading uh, romantic novels now and watching soap operas or. <laughs> 
no, um, I didn't, I didn't, ha I didn't say I, I have more estrogen. Okay. Oh, gotcha. I didn't, gotcha. I, okay. I didn't say I have more, whatever the female hormone is. It's, I'm not getting more of that. I don't know. I don't, I don't have man boobs developing. Okay. Well, maybe with that 20 extra pounds, there was a, I, I did notice a little, the nipples were protruding a little more, but, um, anyways, uh, so yeah, we get older, we change, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but, uh, you know, you heard of the middle-aged belly and basically what happens is this happens to men, right? And, but the reason there's weight gain, um, is because, um, your metabolism slows down, but your lifestyle doesn't change. So your diet stays the same and, you know, uh, so your your intake of food stays the same, but your need your energy output decreases. So what happens is is that stuff just starts collecting. So all we have to do, you know, is change the diet as we go into this stuff, which is basically just means eat a little bit less, and the middle age belly won't be there. But if you keep eating the same, but your needs for energy are reduced because your metabolism is slowing down, then you know you're going to put on some weight. And along with that metabolism slowing down, something else that happens is, is your energy level changes. Like, I don't have as much energy as I used to have. Nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing wrong with that. Things change. We're actually, I believe, I'm not going to say that again, but I, um, <laughs> I believe that we are being prepared for something. Like, you know, we're, I think the aging process is preparing us for whatever's coming next. Right. And so if we're in denial of the aging process, then when we get to a certain point, we're unprepared for what's coming because we've been we haven't been learning what this process is there to teach us. We're in denial of it. We're taking fucking testosterone. Mm -hmm. Right. Or whatever. We're camouflaging this process so we don't have to deal with our humanness. And we do this with so many things. Right. But anyways, and, and of course, you know, science conveniently has a drug for us so they can make a bunch of money off us and uh we, we don't have to go down that path. <laughs> sure. Anyways, our energy level changes, you know, our metabolism changes. And it, I really, you know, and I wasn't eating a lot. I eat two meals a day and I don't snack in between my meals. But still, it started collecting. And, um, and, and also my exercise has changed, mm. right? So I used to be critical of like 20, 30, 40, 60 minute yoga classes. I'm like, that's not the full routine. You can't touch everything in, in that short a time. And I'm like, well, you know, you better figure out how to make those time levels of classes work because that's all you can fucking do at this age, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and then I realized what I realized is doing something is better than doing nothing because it doesn't yeah. matter if it's 20 minutes or two hour class, you walk out of that 20 minutes feeling amazing, yeah. right? So it doesn't even matter. And whatever you didn't touch on that 20 minute day, you just touch the next day. It does not like everything has to be touched every single day. <laughs> So, um, sure. anyway, so I gained 20 pounds. Uh, I didn't really think it was going to happen, but, uh, I think it was the energy thing. I think my, my, uh, you know, I was pretty much my whole life somewhere between 160, 165. And all of a sudden I got in the scale, you know, and I was 180 something. And, uh, I was like, shit, man. Um, so I, I didn't have to do this. You know, I could probably eat a little bit less take a little bit longer walk and eventually it would have come down. But since I do my 10 day fast anyways, every year, I just figured, you know what, let's, let's see what happens. So in this 10 days, I've already lost 12 pounds okay. and I, I'm going to keep going until I'm all the way down to where, um, you know, I normally, where I feel my best. And um, then I'm going to have to, you know, make some adjustments in my diet to keep me down there. 
Also, something else very important, you guys, with weight gain, you know, and when I say weight gain, because I'm not, I don't want people to get fanatical about their weight, they shouldn't be, um, you know, we're all different, we all should look different, you know, um, one of you looks a little thicker, one of you looks a little skinnier, right, we all have different body types, I'm not going to name names, right, but, uh, <laughs> we know, you know, we know, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you know, Pedro, you know, Pedro and Brian or Yogi Brian, they both, you know, you guys, you guys are different. You have different genetics. You got different ancestry. You know, I mean, you know, who knows, you know, Pedro could have a little pygmy in him and, and, and Yogi Brian could have a little Samoan in him. You know, you never know. So yeah. you probably do. So, you know, we're not supposed to look the same. I don't like people to get all worried about their diet. But one thing I noticed, you guys, is, is that, you know, I was in a car accident when I was young, 28 years old. And I have uh, right now I have two artificial discs in my spine. And, you know, I have some other stuff from just the, the level of violence I perpetrated on my body throughout my youth. And the more weight you carry, the more that stuff gets irritated. Like my, mm-hmm. like, you know, my right hip started acting up just coincidentally as I started gaining weight and, you know, mm-hmm. the lower back, you know, whenever I see someone overweight and they start complaining about lower back issues, I'm like, well, it might not be the answer, but lose some weight and you'll have a little relief, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the weight can actually, you know, create pain in your body, you know, cause sure. it puts more pressure on your joints. Sure. I won't. Thanks I won't Brian. I'm going to lose some weight now. I got the message. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose some, some weight. Sending the 10 day detox recipe kit. Yeah, send, send it to me. You know, Yogi Brian, you know, with your, uh, your, 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 your full face and your beard and all that. And then you got this amazing look going. I wouldn't change nothing if I were you. There you go. I, oh, wow. You know, thank you. you. I'm, I'm replaying that on a loop when I go to sleep. That's going to be <laughs> subconscious. Yes. Yeah, programming. Yeah, no I doubt am. about thank it, you guys. Thank no you. Doubt. I, it's really, you know, it's, I don't know. What is your, just out of curiosity, Brian, what is your, uh, like, what is your ethnic, ethnic history? Do you know, yeah, I mean, your, your, your uh, ethnicity? A little bit. I, I'm, I'm part, I'm part Indian, not Native American because it's in, in Mexico. So mm-hmm. part Mexican, German. Yeah. I'm like a Heinz variety. Of a lot, yeah, of, a lot like of us different. all, like we all, yeah, are. sure, yeah, sure, yeah. But Germans are this, I think they're the second or third tallest people on the planet, you know. I mean, Germans are big people too, you know. I mean, it's, you can be affected by a lot of stuff, so you know, what's heavy for someone at five foot 11 or six feet it is, is natural and normal for someone else at five foot 11, six feet, right? So sure. it's, it, you can't yeah. really compare, you can't really compare, yeah, even, even like when I'm in my best shape, I'm considered obese just because it's really? my, yeah. Just, just because like my muscle mass and, yeah. Bone structure. Yeah. Just so it's uh, so interesting. Well, you I'm, know, obesity should be measured by, uh, by, uh, the levels of fat, not by your body weight. Right. Mm. Because, uh, I mean, you look at like, uh, like, uh, look at like Mike Tyson, right. I mean, he's five foot 10 and, you know, probably naturally 220. I mean, right now he probably weighs 260, but naturally 220. I mean, Anybody in the world would say, if you're measuring by weight, would say, whoa, that's way too heavy for five sure. percent. But it's not. But that guy's got a neck that's this thick. He's got yeah. bones that are thick. He's not. He wasn't fat at 220. He wasn't even didn't have an ounce of fat on him. Right. So you can't measure it by body weight. You have to measure yeah. it by uh, by fat, literally fat, you know, and mm-hmm. um, like that. So uh, you don't look overweight to me. You look could look kind of like Mike Tyson-ish. 
Thank you. Oh, wow. Look at this guy dropping all the love. We're going to have you on the show consistently. We're yeah. You're going to be the next co-host with us all all the time. Always look horrible. Who always looked horrible was Oprah Winfrey when she tried to lose weight. It didn't look natural, mm. right? She went on these diets because, you know, probably our society, we think this is the way you're supposed to be. And so, you know, she would go on these, you know, when she was bigger, you know, she it just looked natural for her body type. And she'd go on these extreme diets, you know, and she'd get like gaunt. And I'm like, it just doesn't look good with her body, you know? And then she'd get, of course, the weight would come back because it wasn't natural. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, so it, it, you know, that happens too. Anyway, yeah. I went on, you know, what? Uh, since we're just talking about weight, this is a rare topic that I don't ever talk about this stuff. So now that we're here, I tried to gain weight one time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm rail thin. I'm just, I just did my bone. That's just how I was built. And I tried to gain weight on purpose. Cause I wanted to get like muscles and like get puff, like just get built. And um, all, all I did was just, all, at the end of the day, all I had was a belly and a fat face and uh, nothing happened. Like it was terrible. It was the worst. And then I just like, as soon as I stopped eating 5,000 calories a day on purpose, it just all went away. Just like disappeared. Like in like a week and a half, it was gone. And I was like, what the, I worked for six months to get a fat face and nothing happened. So your naturalness took over. Yeah. Yeah. Here I am, you know? And when I think of you, Brian Cass, you know what I think of? I think of this VHS tape I have downstairs with the, with the long hair and like the, uh, and the no shirt on that's the, and then I see you in the background in your office here. Is that you in the background floating in Lotus? Is that you? That's me at 15. And that's my son at almost 15. That's Mateo at 15. That's Mateo. Yeah. He's probably no, he's probably like 12 or 13 there. That's so cool. Is this your son? Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, so I'm uh, doing doing classes. Uh, I think it was on your Instagram a while ago, or yeah, I saw him. He's teaching, teaching. How cool is that? It's super cool. You know, I mean, it's just super cool that he has a passion. Um, I hope it's his passion. You know, I hope he doesn't feel like the. I mean, it comes. He he's seen it his whole life, so it comes natural to him, and uh, sure. it's beautiful to watch. You know, it's beautiful. It's also frustrating. You know to you know, uh, watch him do a, um, a, a live stream and have only one person on there or whatever and watch him go through what all of us have to go through as we build our careers and we build stuff. I'm sure you guys, like you can remember that first podcast and, you know, the struggles yeah. and you got to persevere and hang in there. And um, But it's awesome. It's awesome to watch him do it. And it's also to w- watch him handle it and his mentality. It's It's been great. Being a parent is uh is amazing. But one last thing about age, if by chance we uh, happen to know each other in our next life, can you please remind me to make sure that I don't have a boy at the age of 52 again? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Remember I told you our energy levels wane. Well, I, dude, I got a, I got a wild child, yeah. man. I got a, I'm going to ride my bike eight miles after this to go pick him up from school. And then we're going to ride eight miles back. And then he's yeah. going to go actually mountain biking with a group, you know, and now I hire people to come like he has his, this martial art teacher that comes and he has his, his biking group because I, I don't, you know, 20, 20, 10, 20 years ago, I would have been doing all this with him. Sure. Mm, yeah. Now, now yeah. I got to hire people. <laughs> <laughs> How old is your youngest now, Brian? Your youngest one? He, he's just turned five uh, a few days ago. Wow. Wow. That's a good age. And dude, That's a they funny don't lit, man. stop. They don't stop, man. They, they don't stop. stop. No. I just can't believe the energy of these no. kids. And, you know, and, and, you know, I remember, you know, I just, I, you know, like we're playing now we're playing soccer and, you know, like, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll do something and 
fuck, my hip will go out. I can't even walk. You know, it's like, you know, and just, you know, all I want to do is play with them. And I'm like, you know, it's for, for me, it's a, it's really been a yogic challenge to be, you know, accepting. Okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it to the degree I can do it to some degree, but to the degree that I want to do it with him or that I used to be able to do it with my other, with, with that boy, Mateo, it's a different ball game now. And it's just, you know, yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta accept. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you about. It's like on the path of like, you know, we kind of already touched on it. Right. It's like, um, you know, it, I, I remember when I first started doing yoga, I was like Bikram yoga, only Bikram yoga. Everything else is Mickey Mouse yoga. Nothing else exists. It's Bikram yoga, you know? And then like that didn't work for me anymore. And so I started doing like, uh, rest- I went like opposite restorative yoga. You know, then I found vinyasa yoga. Then I found some power yoga. And I guess this message is great for everybody out there. That's like really thinking like that. This is the way that it's going to be for now and forever. Like things evolve and change and it's okay to evolve along with the times. And if you're in a, if you're in a spot where you're feeling stuck in your yoga practice or stuck, like in your life, right. Maybe it's just not stuck. Maybe it's time for evolution. Right. And usually before you evolve to the net, before you level up, it gets a little bit uncomfortable. Right. And, and unfortunately like that, that's just part of life. Like this is part of growing and happening. So Brian, what does your yoga practice look like now? You said 10, 20 minutes. So, so power yoga is out. Are you doing any more power yoga or are you just, are you switched to something else now? Yeah, are you skipping the chaturangas now? Yeah. Is any more chaturangas anymore? It's over. Well, first of all, we're going to rename you Pedro Ocrates instead of Socrates. Cause that was a tremendous bit of um, truthful philosophy. You just gave us there, Pedro. So you, thank you named you him that. Gandhi last time. I was Gandhi, no, I last, I, was Gandhi no. last time. Well, man, it's not, that, that's a sideways maneuver. That wasn't going down if you're Socrates. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I think Socrates, it might've been the Greek oracles, but I think it was Socrates who's, who, uh, who uttered the famous quote, know thyself. And uh, if that's not yoga, there is no yoga, right? I mean, mm, so yeah. he was, a, they, they, they were yogis in their own, you know, Western civilization has come to the same conclusions as, as the yogis as well. All right. So what does my yoga practice look like? Yeah. Um, so right now, right now, my yoga practice is a, as of today, uh, an hour walk, right? And uh, hour, well, it depends, half hour to an hour right now of seated stretches because um, I have to, my hip is killing me. My right hip is like, I'm not even going to a doctor because I know as soon as I get there, the guy's going to be like, you need a hip replacement. Dude, I've never met anybody in my life. I've never met that I know um, who was more physical than me. I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I was literally as every bit as physical as a professional athlete, even though I wasn't getting paid to do it, you know, when I'm, you know, lifting weights and I'm running and I'm doing two hours of Ashtanga yoga every day, when I got some crazy guru jumping on my ass, pushing me deeper in these poses, (laughs) um, you know, I, I was so physical. I mean, if from the time I, I was like my little five-year-old, you know, I mean, I was, you know, I mean, everything I did was outside running and climbing trees and, you know, I'd fallen off trees. I fell off a second story building. I've been in severe car accidents. I mean, my body has been trashed and, you know, it's like when you're young, you don't feel that shit, you know, like someone hits you, you don't feel it. But 30 years later, you're like, ow. <laughs> Ow! what the fuck just happened you realize oh it didn't happen now it happened 30 years ago mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. you know it's like you start feeling all this stuff you did to yourself and that's why whenever if any of you guys ever take my class 
you know, I'm sharing this wisdom with everybody. I'm like, be gentle. Don't beat yourself up. The harder you are on anything, the faster you destroy it. This is a universal law that Americans are blind to, or maybe it's all humans are blind to, you know, uh, but, um, the, you know, it's, it, this is law. If you guys look around, there's nothing on earth that doesn't fall under the category that the harder you are on it, the faster you destroy it. Your automobile, your mm -hmm. washing machine, your marriage, your body. It doesn't matter what it is, right? So, you know, it's there are, you know, if you want to last as long as possible and you want to feel as amazing as possible, the last thing you ever want to do is push your body hard. Yeah. You then now that doesn't mean avoidance, right? Remember, the healthiest exercise on earth is called walking, not running. Right. So walking isn't avoiding. It's just a less extreme version of running. Right. It's you, you, you move, you activate, but you don't overdo it. You don't wear anything out. You don't beat anything up. You don't abuse anything, you know. Um, and, and it's crazy. Like, try to tell that to the CrossFit people. Try to tell that to yeah. our American fitness mentality that is basically no pain, no gain or more is better. Right. Everybody, even like, imagine you guys, it's crazy, but I don't know. Do you ever been in a forward bend in a yoga class? And you, you notice in the forward bend, or maybe you don't notice that in the forward bend, you know, you have a desire to go deeper. Like you want to make progress. If you can get, you know, if you're in a forward bend, you can get your head about a foot from your legs. You know, you want to try to get your head eight inches from your, and eventually you want your head on your legs like those other folks that you don't even realize naturally have longer hamstrings than you have. Mm. You shouldn't be going that far. Right. Sure, but you're sure. comparing because that's, that's capitalism. That's a, that's, that's humanism, right? Competition. Yeah. And it gets into our DNA. And then in the middle of yoga, you know, we want to go deeper. And the crazy thing is nobody on earth knows why they want to go deeper. Right. Like you guys just acknowledge you're in a forward bend. You want to go deeper. Right. You acknowledge it, but you don't know why you want to go deeper. Yeah. Right. There's no health that you've never read proof that looser people are healthier and happier people. Right. There's, it's right. not like you get your head to your legs and Kundalini starts shooting out of your asshole. So you become <laughs> a human lightning bolt. No, I don't think that happens. <laughs> Is there some kind of proof that looser people are more enlightened? I mean, if that was the case, Cirque du Soleil performers would be the most enlightened beings. Meanwhile, they're more fucked up than anybody else because of the trip they laid on their body throughout their mm. life. They come yeah. to my class and tell me. Yeah. They're like, Brian, our careers only last three to five years because of the, the, the trip we lay on our bodies. We uh -huh. blow them out. So, um, yeah, you guys, you know, it's like, you know, we can keep doing yoga forever. I'm going to keep doing yoga forever because, uh, um, I mean, I could, I, you know, I'll bore you with 150 different reasons, you know, but, you know, and we all need a maintenance practice, right? Our fitness practices should not be fitness practices. Our fitness practices or our exercises should be maintenance practices because the idea of fitness almost has this connotation that we're trying to change ourselves. We're trying to get looser. We're trying to get stronger. We're trying to get prettier. We're trying to get skinnier. We're trying to stay younger. This is the antithesis of yoga. Yoga doesn't want to change you, right? Yoga doesn't want you to be flexible. Yoga doesn't want you to be strong. Yoga doesn't want you to be skinny. Yoga doesn't want you to be pretty. Yoga doesn't want you to stay young. That's what you want. 
It's, it's, you know, this is what we do. We bring our agenda into yoga and we, 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 we use yoga to fulfill our agenda. But the truth is yoga was meant to free us from our agenda. Ooh, I love Damn. that. Damn. You know, so and check this out. Mm. The re- this is the craziest thing of all. The reason yoga doesn't want to change you, you never heard this before your entire life. Those of you watching this show, you never heard this yet. Okay. It's crazy shit. It's antithetical to our culture, um, but it's true. You know, yoga doesn't want to change you. You yeah. ready for this? I'm yes. going to do a little drum I'm ready. roll. Drum roll. He's doing a jig and a drum roll. He's right? doing <laughs> Yoga doesn't want to change you because yoga doesn't look at you like you're ugly, wrong, and broken in the first place. Why would you want to change something as beautiful and perfect as yourself? And if you don't see that, now you know what the biggest problem in your life is. You don't see your own fucking beauty. You don't see your own perfection. You don't see the perfection of your process, right? You want to change yourself. That's the foundation of all fucking stress, that I'm not okay with what is. Yeah. And, and we bring this mentality into everything, whether it's the amount of money we have or it's the amount of weight that we carry or it's our, our level... It's fucking, this is the foundation of the rat race. And everybody looks at the rat race and they don't like it, but no one knows how to get out of it. You know, because no one wants to deal with this shit that's been implanted in them by their parents, their culture, and this media. Yeah. Whew. That's, that's so that. good. Dude. That is really on point. <laughs> and, and it just, it brings me back to when I took your master class, maybe like four years ago in Phoenix. You know, it was a three-hour class, and I, I was just, like, starting on my journey. And I, I, I spoke about it our last episode that I thought it was, like, a three-hour. This is going to be, like, a three-hour power yoga session. I'm going to do yoga for three hours and just get, like, you know, my workout on. And you had, like, the two-hour talk, which literally changed so many things for me because, like, I walk every day now because you said that. You yeah, said walking dude. is, like, one of the best exercises. Like, And I do that, like, every day now. And you talked about, like, your meditation practice. And like, I got into meditating, like really after that. And I, I'm probably fucking this up, but you said something about how like, it's really gentle yoga. And you did the analogy of like the car, you know, how like the little old lady from Pasadena, you know, holy you shit. I forgot that, about that. I haven't talked yeah, about sh- that. Yeah. Share that. Yeah. That, that was, that was no, you have to share it now. I forgot. Oh <laughs> yeah. But, but you said something like, you know, and I could be fucking this completely up, making making some of this stuff up. But you said something like, you know, most people don't want like a rental car, you know, because like that rental car has been like beat up and abused and like driven to the max. It's like when you go look for a car, you want the little old lady from Pasadena's car, like dr- driven, very gentle, nice, yeah. taken care of, mainly stayed in the garage, you know, because that car is going to last longer. And that's like our bodies, you know, our body, yeah. you got to treat it gentle so it lasts longer. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be more gentle with myself. So I really all like that whole talk really set me, you know, I started meditating after that, got in a big meditation practice. And now I have um, a meditation podcast. It's like a top 2% podcast on Spotify. And really it was you being the catalyst to, you know, take it, take it out of the physical form of yoga, you know, because I, I was like all about it, like just physical. I want to, I want to look better. I want to get that forward bend better because I want to look good on Instagram and get Based the followers the shins, and ladies, you know, get these biceps like good, you know, 
And then, yeah, your talk was just like totally transformed it just because I, I expected something else. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, man. And it's so, and when you ask me what my practice is, is yeah, you, it, it is meditation. Well, that's, that's a given. And, um, and that's, even if you want to do power yoga, you know, which is definitely a more vigorous form of yoga, um, which I, I think is amazing. And, you know, as this, this hip heals up, you know, I'll go back to my, my flows. It doesn't mean you can't, you know, people misinterpret power yoga, you know, I mean, the reason power yoga is called power yoga. And I coined that term, you know, and I did it for a reason. Now, many people, you know, I'm not a businessman. I never trademarked anything. Um, so, you know, many, many people are, uh, are using that term now, but um, the original intent was it is, is because this is an empowering practice, mm. right? It's powerful practice. And, you know, what qualities are more powerful than gentleness, um, you know, yes. humility, which means get the hell out of your ego and back off a little bit. Um, this is why power yoga is so powerful. And just because it's a, a flowing class doesn't mean you can't be sensitive to your boundaries, doesn't mean that you can't put your knees down and take breaks now and then because, you know, maybe Brian's level of, of, um, of stamina is different than your level of stamina. And it, it's not like one is right and one is wrong or the girl next to you goes farther than you in a pose because she naturally has longer hamstrings. That's fine. Mm -hmm. She's going to her boundary. You're going to your boundary, but you both benefit the same because you're both going to your boundary. Of yeah. course, it's going to look the same. I mean, if we have a contest, who can walk the closest to the wall, who's going to lose? probably the person with the longest nose, right? Or the longest something, something's going to stop them from hitting that wall. Right now that doesn't mean that person's healthier and happier just because their nose is longer. It's crazy. Well, it's not just our noses that are different length. I mean, everybody's got different length. Hamstrings, I feel attacked tendons. by the way. I, got, I feel yeah. attacked. I was I saying Pedro would lose that one. I got a big Pe ass Pedro nose. I feel attacked. Pedro, Brian Pedro would be on the other <laughs> side of the, the room. <laughs> The ballroom on the other I side. I should have used just another kidding, analogy. Just Sorry kidding. about just that, kidding. Pedro. Man. It's all good, man. <laughs> but uh, you, you guys get what I mean. It's like, yeah, it's it, crazy. Yeah. But in this culture, like you said, yeah, Brian, earlier, like, you know, you're trying to, you know, go deeper. And, you know, it's like, you know, people are comparing and competing. I mean, you can't think of a faster way to disrespect your uniqueness than comparing with someone else. Mm -hmm. But that's also the foundation of capitalism. Right. Competition. That's what was the beauty of supposedly the beauty of capitalism is competition. Right. And so and that's all we've ever seen. Now, you know, there's a psychological law that says the more you see something, the more you believe it. Well, look at what the, we fucking seen. Look at look at what happened when, you know, what, what our mother did when we were, you know, she put us in front of that TV set. You know, when we were like one years old or two years old. Now, let's not get mad at mom. You know, she probably just needed a fucking break. Yeah. But she puts us in front of that TV set. And, you know, first of all, when you watch TV, your eyeballs don't move, which means you're in this really um, meditative or, or, or mental state called alpha level. Right. So here you are in this receptive place called alpha level, which is what happens when your eyeballs don't move, which is what happens when you watch TV. And it's a very receptive place. And look at the shit we're putting in. We're basically putting our culture into our mind. Right. And, and, you know, and by the way, they say the average 30 year old American has already watched two million commercials. Oh, wow. Now, if I'm not mistaken, most commercials, they all say the same thing. They basically say you're not good enough the way you are. You'd be way better if you had this. Please buy this. And they show people, you know, 
eating their food with a big smile or wearing their clothes. Like this will make you happy, right? This is all subliminal shit. They actually, this is crazy, but they actually hire psychologists to design the commercials to make you feel so inadequate about yourself that you'll have a desire to buy their product, right? This is, it's really, really crazy. Mm. Like, remember, this gets back to yoga doesn't want to change you because there's nothing fucking wrong with you. Well, mm. capitalism wants you to think there's something wrong with you. Otherwise, you're not going to need to buy their shit. Mm. Right. So and then you see this over and over again. And the law is the more you see it, the more you believe it, even if it's insane and completely wrong. Right. So here we are. We're we're basically programmed by our culture. And then you see the, the shows in between these commercials where the emphasis is on violence or sex. And and you don't like if you're watching a TV show like Friends, you know, you don't see Courtney Cox, one of the actresses there, you know, with a big word on her face or a big zit on her face. Everything's airbrushed. So then we're told this is what's beautiful. You know, we all spend our life, you know, trying to to fit this image and we, and nobody realizes it, right? Cause everybody's caught up in it and um, it, it's really is sick. And then, you know, we, we bring this into our life and um, you know, it's not surprising that, you know, 90, 95% of all disease is stress related. Oh, yeah. You know about, it's just what we've created is crazy, which is why the goal of yoga is awareness. You know, they want you to start becoming aware of, you know, where your mind's dwelling, what kind of thoughts you're having, what you're doing. So at least you have a choice to stop doing it if you want to stop doing it. Yeah. 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 And I when think- you stop doing it, what happens is you start unwinding that shit. It's like you've been wound up and if you start unwinding it because there's a, I gave you one universal law, right? The harder you are on anything, the faster you destroy it. Here's another universal law. This is shit people don't consider. If you feed it, it becomes strong. But if you don't feed it, it starves and dies. So the big question in yoga is, what the fuck are you feeding? What -hmm. are you feeding 24-7, but you don't even know you're feeding it because they taught you math, history, and science, but they never taught you the largest factor in your life is the place where your mind dwells. What kind Mm -hmm. of thoughts are you having? You know what I mean? Are you rolling in angry thoughts, sad thoughts, regretful thoughts, judgmental thoughts, competitive thoughts, critical? You know, this is where people's minds roll, and people don't know it. I think I did. Did I give you that example last time about looking at yourself naked in the mirror? Mm, I don't remember. Share it again. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but, you know, a lot of people will look at themselves naked in the mirror and they'll have judgmental or critical thoughts about how they look. You know, I mean, Pedro, you've probably done that with your nose and, you know, stuff like that. Um, just joking. You brought that up, not me, okay? I have, though. That's why I brought it up, because I had those thoughts. Like, that's, of course, Pedro, you know I mean? Pedro, you're beautiful. That fits, your, that fits your face beautiful. You are fucking beautiful, okay, man? And Yes. I swear to God, you know, all the girls out there, you know, basically, people are attracted to whatever their dad looked like or whatever their mom looked like. You know I mean? I go for dark skin women with dark hair and big lips. Cause that was, that's like my mother, you know, it's like, they mm. say we're attracted to, you know, so there's going to be plenty of women out there that, you know, are of a, I'm married. Ancestry. If, they, if or, they come, I'm in trouble. I'm married. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> mom. No wonder I'm divorced your twice. Your wife is one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyways, you guys, so, you know, if you, what, I, I don't even, shit, you know, I haven't even smoked pot in a while and my memory's still going. 
What the hell were we just talking about? We were talking about being naked in the mirror. <laughs> naked in the mirror. Oh, good. Yeah, you don't want to miss this one. Whenever someone says something about being naked, you want to hear what's coming next. Definitely. Yeah. De- definitely. Everyone's at the edge of their seats right now. I was right going to say that. Right, right. Another drum roll. <laughs> so, you know, most people, they get naked. They look at themselves. They have judgmental or critical thoughts. And it's, uh, it's really obvious why, right? Because they don't fit that image that's been jammed down their throat. Um, by their by a culture that's more interested in them buying their products than being well. So they don't fit that image. So they get judgmental, critical, and most people do that. Um, but the crazy thing is this. Most people will get naked in front of the mirror. They'll, 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 have, they'll have judgmental, critical thoughts about themselves, but almost nobody immediately, all of a sudden, wakes up and says, oh, my God. I'm judging and criticizing myself. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be doing anything in my life, you know, more detrimental to myself than self-loathing. I couldn't be doing anything more stress-producing than self-loathing, right? And because they just, they don't say that because they don't know they're doing it. This is their mental habit pattern. They roll in this mentality all day long and they don't know it. And the only way out of it is to bring awareness to it. So now you're looking at yourself naked in the mirror after 10 years of doing yoga and working on creating awareness, right? And then you and you start getting judgmental and critical and you start to become aware. You're like, oh my God, I'm judging myself. I don't want to judge myself. I don't want to be participating in self-loathing. I know I'm beautiful. I'm perfect. My process is perfect. I don't want to feed that shit. So immediately you pull your mind away from that, right? You stop doing it. And what happens is those qualities you were indulging in, judgment and criticism, right? They start to become weaker because you're not indulging in them. The more you catch yourself and pull your mind away, Mm. the weaker and weaker they become until they're fucking gone, or at least until they don't have any power over you. Yeah. Right. So basically, we call this in yoga, we call it killing the enemy. The enemy's not out there. The enemy is in here. You got to start becoming aware of it and stop feeding it mental energy and unconscious loyalty. In other words, you're guiding yourself away from the things that you feel are harmful. And then if you want, you can place your mind on something that you feel is beneficial. You can put your mind in gratitude. Well, you know, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. You can put your mind in any quality, any benevolent quality you want. Mm, And by the way, when you guys look at the news, I don't know if you ever watched the news lately and you Mm. thought to yourself, things are not optimal. Did you have that thought? (laughs) I I haven't watched I haven't watched this shit in so long, man. Good job, man. Pedro, yeah. I told you, you are the page, page, page Socrates, page, whatever that word is. Pocrates? Pocrates. That's his new Instagram. Pocrates. New Instagram handle. Making an Instagram after this show, everybody. Yes. But yeah, no, I don't watch that shit. I remember my, my parents were watching that shit one time. And I, I said to them, I said to them, y'all, this is like 15 years ago. Why do you guys watch this shit? You know, or 20 years ago, whatever it was. And I was a teenager, high school, but I was like aware, like, this doesn't feel good when I consume this, you know? And they're like, oh, well, you know, we got to be informed. I said, well, you got to be informed with what you want to be informed with. And if this is what you want to be informing yourself with, like, I'm not interested in that, you know, and like whatever's happening. Like, that's just them telling you what 
they want you to hear. And then it was like, oh, well, then there's the weather. And I was like, oh, okay, we'll just turn on when the weather starts. And I was like, but you notice at the very end of that news, at the very end of all the fear and all the shit and all the sticks, the weather, the sports, the very end is some kids making fucking Easter eggs at the school and like giving them out for like charity. I'm like, because they want you to come back and feel good tomorrow. So they try to make you feel good at the very end. Mm-hmm. And then you come back tomorrow to watch it again and get all the yeah. fear download. Like, I don't know. For me, I'm out. Like, I'll be out straight advocate for that's just not for me and my family. No way. We're not watching that shit. Your kids will. Man, that Pedro, that's amazing. And it's true. You know, the news is probably 80% negative, 15% gossip, and 5% of what you really need to know. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is, is everything you really need to know, that information will make its way to you anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. That's what someone tells me, like, I'm in Florida, there's hurricanes. They're like, well, don't you have to be you have to be aware of like when they're coming? Listen, if some shit is going down with a hurricane, somebody's going to tell me somebody's going to. Hey, there's a fucking hurricane coming. (laughs) Somebody's going to let me know. know, Somebody's I'm in Boca Raton, Brian. Somebody's going to let me know. So I don't need to I don't need to watch that. All the hurricanes are sponsored by Publix and Home Depot. Like, I don't need to know (laughs) that the hurricane is coming. Someone's going to tell me. I get my news through like if it's trending, like if it's a meme or if it's like there's a lot of people making fun of it. I'm yeah. like, okay, I should probably Google this. Like it must be must like whatever, be some news. Whatever the red flags were on like Facebook or something, there was like red flag memes or something. I, I don't yeah. know. I was like, I still don't know what it was, but I was like, something's probably happening here that I should know about, but I don't know. I don't fucking know, you know. Well, that's that's my content. They just uh that's another subject though. They just <laughs> kind of they just censored me. But and I didn't even have any f bombs in there either. Can you believe those motherfuckers? Jeez, yeah. I got censored without. I I've never been censored without an f bomb. F bombs. I've been censored. Plenty. I've had people like stand up and leave class and. Oh yeah. Can't believe okay. it. Brian, but what, we, I was. What oh, I, I just wanted to, to recap on this. Um, but I I forgot what I was saying again about um. It doesn't. Apologize. It probably doesn't really matter. But um, yeah. It's it's, it's all good. It's all good. Mm-hmm. It's just. The awareness is where it's really at. That's why the, you know, when you go to India, 99.999% of all of yoga in India is not physical. It's all devotional practices and meditation practices. In other words, practices that address your mind. They understand that they understand what modern medicine has discovered now, right? That most of the disease is coming from your mind. And if you really want to be well, you have to take a look at your mind state, right? You have to address yeah. where your mind's dwelling. Yeah. And, but that's not easy, right? Because if you, if you focus on your mind, how's that going to, this is not an easy sell to Americans yet. You know, maybe the, suffer, you know, maybe the, the kid, like the kid has to burn itself before it realizes it can't play with fire. It doesn't listen to its parent. Mm-hmm. Your parent can say <laughs> a million times, hey, don't play with fire. But, you know, the kid ain't going to listen until he burns himself. Maybe that's what us humans have to do. But, um, you know, it's like, I just think that we're, well, we're, the direction we're moving in is, uh, is crazy. And people don't realize, I mean, we know the information's out there, but people don't want to deal with the fact, I got the information from a, a, a statistic, 90, 95% of all diseases psychosomatic. So why are, if people really want to be well, why aren't they putting that, that um, energy into their mind state? And Two reasons, you know, number one, if you put energy, energy into your mind state, you're not going to be changing your body. So it's very egotistically unappeasing, Mm -hmm. right, to deal with your mind instead of your body, 
right? Because yeah. again, we've been programmed that this is the way we should look and all that. And, you know, we want, that's why the most popular yoga in the world is power yoga or Bikram yoga or Ashtanga yoga, flow yoga, vinyasa yoga. The most popular yoga is the yoga that gives people a good workout, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. right? Because the ego, the vanity, because that kind of stuff will burn calories and build muscle and thin your waist and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, but eventually we're going to have to look at our mind. And the other reason people don't want to look at their mind is, you know, where your mind dwells is the greatest addiction of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I read a study once that said something like 88% of the thoughts you have are the same thoughts you have every single day. It's like, we're just rolling in these thought patterns and uh, those yeah. thought patterns, right. Is what dictates the, the, the reality we live in. Right. And, and you can't think of anything you do in your life more than that, right? So this is the greatest addiction of our life, the place where our mind dwells. And everybody knows how difficult it is to break addictions. You know, you have to get really sick before you get better. It's called withdrawal symptoms. Can you imagine the ferocity of the withdrawal symptoms that you would have to experience trying to break the greatest addiction of your life? I mean, it's... It, I mean, you know, it's it, it's not easy. Matter of fact, it might be the hardest thing on earth you could ever possibly do. And ah. people don't want to deal with that shit. But no. if the goal is wellness, you have to deal with it. And we all can start taking some baby steps together, you know. But who wants to deal with that stuff? So, you know, we make it all about the body. But if you go to India, it's all about the mind. Mm. That's so wild. I didn't. You know, so I knew it was. was. You know, this is what I'm trying to sell. If any of you ever been yeah. in my class, this is what I'm trying to sell. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to share this information with people within, you know, a physical yoga class. Yeah. Because I if that. I wasn't I teaching that. a physical yoga class, they wouldn't even come. No, no, no. They want the workout. Yeah, they want yeah. the workout. They like the, and the sure, power. Sure, we do need maintenance. Sure, we do mm -hmm. need maintenance, but. We don't need that much. Remember, the healthiest exercise on earth is called walking. Walking. The body so doesn't need that much. Yeah. Eat what, just what's a little your... bit of food and do a, you know, go for a nice long walk and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's your top three best advice that you've received from your teachers? Oh. Like top three, like maybe quotes or alignments or yeah top three i want to hear it shit you know um you 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 basically you know you got what you guys are hearing when i talk is uh you're basically hearing either everything i got from my teachers just you know digested and spit out in my own way you know, usually they didn't, they didn't really say the word fuck that much, but uh, <laughs> you know, that's why we love you. That's why we love you. <laughs> or um, I'm giving you everything my teachers never gave me because I realized what they did give me wasn't right. Didn't work. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and now I'm talking about the Ashtanga thing. Right. Um, you know, you know, I got a lot of violence there. I got a lot of aggression. I got a lot of forcefulness. I got a lot of, um, you know, I got a lot of things that, actually hurt me you know mm. but i needed to get that in order to realize what i'm what i'm realizing now because you know you know destroying my body in the ashtanga yoga world you know having two three grown men trying to force me deeper into a yoga pose mm. right to the degree that something would snap and then they would tell me it's an opening 
<laughs> oh, my body's wow. opening. You know, I'm. Wow. I I needed see this whole mentality of gentleness, which is the most rational and practical thing. I gave you guys the universal laws. It's in everything that exists. Everything I'm saying is rational and practical. But for some reason, remember I said, the more you see something, the more you believe it. I saw my whole life that this is what fitness is. It's pushing hard. And even though the truth is all around me, I couldn't see it. And I couldn't see it until I was forced to see it because the way I was going was destroying myself. Mm. And then I had to wake up and say, this isn't working, you know, and, and, mm. So the, the pain, the ugliness, the difficulties, and the challenges that I went through were actually important for me to go through, for me to wake up to certain truths, and for me to, to see things that, from another perspective. Um, so that's why I tell everybody also the challenges in your life are not bad. They're good. You know, there are opportunities to be less reactive and more accepting. There are opportunities to get stronger and wiser and more creative and insightful. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, anyways, just to answer your question, I can't think of a specific quote, but, um, yeah. you know, what you're hearing from me is is a byproduct from them, you know, and that's why, you know, they're on my walls, you know, and um, if you ever do my live stream, you'll see, though, you know, some of my teachers are on the walls behind me because, you know, I pay homage to them. I'm so grateful um, for the wisdom that they shared and even Patabi Joyce, you know, who, um, you know, I'm always thankful for him. I mean, th maybe. This is a stretch, but maybe he knew what he was doing. Maybe mm. he saw us Americans and he's like, okay, you want this? I'm going to fucking give it to you. I'm going to give it to you in spades <laughs> and it's going to destroy you. And then you're going to realize this ain't it. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows what was going on in the back of his head? So certainly we can't judge him. Sure. Yeah, sure. I wonder, you know, I never... I practiced Ashtanga like one time, but I, I remember, I mean, many stories similar to the ones you're sharing about like physical injury, you know, and like the forcing into binds, friends getting, you know, injured in these, in these experiences and these practices. And uh, I just never wanted to like, I didn't want to put myself through that, but I put myself through like Bikram yoga training, like nine weeks in the hell box, you know, and people would be like, I would never want to do that. So everybody's challenges that you accept that you say yes to and show up to are different. But I think ultimately the message you're saying there, Brian, is like, you know, it's not, um, if it's hard, like there's lessons in all of it. Like when the shit gets real, there's lessons in that. And I think there's a lot of, there's obviously like for me personally, speaking from a place of I, that those challenges is really what develops my develops character for me and like where I'm going to go to next in my life. Cause it, it show it shines a light in where there's some cobwebs maybe where it's like, Hey, I'm overcoming adversity or I chose to be here and now I got to deal with the shit. And then what am I going to learn from this experience? You know? So, anyway. well, that's a wonderful, cause that, first of all, that, that, you know, if you really believe that, then, you know, that takes the edge on that takes the edge off all negative or challenging experiences because somehow you know you're going to benefit from this mm. and maybe if you know you're going to benefit from it you you get less reactive and negative about it and maybe that saves you a load of stress oh, because you're you know so that philosophy is really good and listen both of you guys i mean neither one of you have had an easy life none of us humans get out of this life unchallenged right and but if you look back at all the difficulties you've been through and probably in the middle of them, you might've been hating the experience. <laughs> um, but, 
but if you look back, I mean, all, all those things you went through have brought you to this moment, have made you who you are right now. So, you know, if, if you like where you're at, if you like what's going on, you have to realize that you, the reason this is happening is because you went through all of that. Mm-hmm. So, so is it really, I'm not saying it was fun or easy, but was it really bad? I don't think it was bad. Matter of fact, didn't the universe or Mother Earth or whatever give us the most obvious example? If you challenge a muscle, it grows. If you don't challenge it, it atrophies. So the challenges in your life actually are opportunities to grow. And if you can look at it like that, then they don't stress you. And if they don't stress you, you remain healthy. Yeah, but I got a lot of gray hairs, Brian. Yeah, well, you, you know, you're not you're not perfectly non-reactive yet. You're on your way, Pedro. I got more gray hairs than you. Hey, <laughs> mine are on the beard. I don't, I don't even have hair, so <laughs> Brian removes his cap. My, my hair opted my my hair opted out a couple. Oh, of years I see. Ago. You're doing the Baron Batiste thing right now, huh? With the, yeah. the, something on the head. There you go. <laughs> I've never ever seen Baron in my life not wear this bandana around his head. I'm waiting for one shot. What? One time. <laughs> Probably has a, a hair, but I don't know what. We'll, we'll have to get him on the show and see if he'll take it off. That, that'll be a challenge. That'll be a challenge. We'll, Put it as a there challenge. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Put it as a challenge, man. Well, Mr. Kess, this has been really inspiring to connect with you. And, uh, you know, we value your time and your your messages and your wisdom. You know, it's like... um. It's as if like, for me, this is like a, like, you know, parts of this are like a Dharma talk download, you know, where I'm just like, you know, just, it, these are like affirmations from the universe. Like, Hey, we're all on the, we're all on a path. Like everybody's on a, everybody's walking the path. Like there's a, there's your own and there's the universal one that we're also walking together. And as long as that we're, you know, growing through whatever it is that we're going through, we're evolving, you know, and as, as we evolve, like shit unfolds like we're all Mm -hmm. aging like every every, like we just got older in the last second like everybody's getting older everybody's physicality changes everybody's life changes and evolves on the path but let's just keep swimming downstream instead of like swimming against the current because i think that's what we talked about i think that's kind of like the message for this show is like stop swimming downstream stop swimming Mm -hmm. upstream you know what i mean like you're fighting against father time and father time is motherfucking undefeated yeah. It's undefeated. Yeah. So. And before we end the, sh- the show, yeah. can you, Brian, can you tell us like how good looking we are again? Like, hey, so- <laughs> as I said, man, I mean, that nose fits Pocrates face perfectly. Yeah. And Brian, you know, I mean, that full face with that beard and that, I want that tattoo, by the way. Thank That's you. the Thank coolest so freaking tattoo I've ever Thank seen. Thank you man. so I much. Star. Star. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really much. love that. And you know what I really love about it? It's insanely unique. I mean, people aren't doing, they're all, it's going to be out there, Brian. You're going to be starting a trend. Thank you. And you're, you're, you're great looking yourself, Brian. I, I just got to say oh, it. I just no got to say it. Man. No yes. Doubt. I appreciate I all that. I didn't sell the VHS tape in the garage sale for a reason. I got a memento. <laughs> <laughs> you guys check it out. I, I, I don't know if I haven't. I just ordered some of those off Amazon because I realized I didn't have a copy of them. And I'm like, oh, I, got shit. It. I, I need at least one set, you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got to buy my own shit. Like, I made this. Yeah, well, I, Warner Brothers owns those. Uh, well, <laughs> well, hey, all good, man. All good. 
Brian, thank you so much for being here on the show uh, and, and taking the time. Thanks for inspiring us, the world, and uh, and, and being an awesome human, man. Thank you so much. Um, so appreciate you. You are Namaste. welcome, guys. Namaste, thank you for Jess. having me. Anytime you want, just give me a call, and uh, we'll we'll hook this up, okay? Like and Absolutely. We'll, we'll have you on for sure. Media and we'll get people out there listening to it, guys, because – you know, you guys have this really nice combination of in, in, inquisitiveness and knowledge, you know, and so you ask the right questions and then you have the right responses. It, it's it's special. I mean, I, I, I just did a podcast yesterday for someone else, you know, and it's, you know, you guys definitely stand out. Oh, thank you. And you gave Pedro, you know, Pedro was, thank, thank you. And Pedro was Gandhi last time. Now he's. Socrates. Socrates can't can't wait to see what what's on the trilogy time. episode. Yeah. We'll have to see in season <laughs> three, y'all. Well, you know you, who you are, Yogi Brian, with that uh, you know the the full face, the beard, and you know uh, and that and that really um equanimous demeanor. You know, who, you're who? Buddha. Oh, hey, oh let's yes. Go. Let's Self-esteem go. boosted this episode. Buddha and Gandhi, and I bet you guys, if you change your podcast name. To Buddha and Gandhi, you're going to get an in. People are going to want to know who's Buddha Gandhi. I got to listen to them. We're doing it. We're changing it. We're doing this. Yes. Yeah, this is the final episode of what used to be the Yogi Show. <laughs> uh, so awesome. Thank the you so Yogi much. The Yogi Show with Buddha and Gandhi or Gandhi That's and Buddha. It. I'm just That's changing my name. It. Changing my name. Doing it. Legally. Buddha. Buddha. Love it, man. Yeah. Love it. Well, awesome, Brian. Appreciate you. We are signing off. Namaste, everybody. Namaste, you guys. Namaste, Take care. Brian.